Chapter 1. The year was 1948. At 8 years old, I lived for baseball. The Brooklyn Dodgers was our team. In six weeks, the, broad, the Dodgers would be at Ebbets Field. Maybe this is the year. I thought as I leapt from the third stair of the landing at the foyer that Dad will surprise me with opening day tickets. Good morning, son. Dad greeted me when I walked into the kitchen and slid into my chair. Mom leaned over and planted a kiss on my forehead. Good morning. I've got some news, Dad said, beaming from behind the Brooklyn Eagle newspaper. What's that, I asked. Major League Baseball players have reported to spring training, he reported. Yippee, I shouted. Where are the Dodgers? They're in the Dominican Republic, and Leo Derucher is back as their manager. Is that good? Didn't he get fired? I remembered something about the Dodgers getting rid of Derucher last year, though I wasn't sure. I tried to memorize the name of every player and coach on the team, but it wasn't always easy to keep them straight. Dad chuckled. DeRocher's a good manager whose personal life gets in the way of his success. He was suspended for that last season, but he served his time and he's back. Let's hope he learned his lesson. Even without Leo DeRocher as their manager, the, Dura- the Dodgers made it all the way to the World Series last season. It was so exciting until they lost to the Yankees in the seventh game. The whole neighborhood still talked about it. Now a new season was about to start. Could they make it back to the championship? How come the Dodgers choose the Dominican Republic for spring training? Well, the weather's good and the cost of living is low. Besides, Branch Ritchie figured that the Caribbean would be open to a team with black and white players. But this will be the last season for that. By next year, the Dodgers will have their own spring training facility in Vero Beach, Florida. Branch Rickey was a name I knew for sure. Mr. Rickey was the general manager of the Dodgers. He had signed Jackie Robinson last year. It was the first time an African, Af- African-American player had joined a Major League Baseball team. Jackie was a big part of why the Dodgers had won the National League pennant last season. Dad folded the paper and set it down next to his plate. According to the Eagle, Mr. Rickey is a smart man and is planning to work. Dodgers fans are showing up in droves to get a good look at Jackie. And in the Dominican Republic, Jackie can stay at the same hotel as his white teammates. Progress, son. We're making progress. I poured milk into my bowl of cornflakes and spooned Nestle's Quick into my glass of milk. Before diving in, I looked over at Dad. Does progress mean that when the Dodgers come home, Jackie will be able to stay in the same hotels as the other Dodgers, like Pee Wee, Gil, Carl, and Ralph Branca? Afraid not, Steve. There are still laws in the South that keep black and white separated in all public places. We still have a way to go before those laws are broken down. It's not just the South with their Jim Crow laws. There will be hotels in the North and Midwest that will try to keep Jackie out. But the Dodgers will figure a way to keep the team together whenever they can. Dad paused a moment, then continued. There's more news that's not so good. Pete Reiser, the Dodgers' star outfielder, injures ankle. After years of serious injuries, they're saying his career is over. Mr. Ricky offered Pete this year off with pay so he could recover, but he refused. Pete should listen to Mr. Ricky, I said. Right, Dad? Maybe, son. Pete's career is on the fence. We'll have to see. Jackie Robinson has some issues, too. I almost knocked over my chocolate milk. Jackie? Even though he won Rookie of the Year last season? Yep, 
That's spring training, 25 pounds overweight this year. So he's on a diet? He'll lose weight fast. Jarocha is so mad that he called Jackie an old lady. He'll make him run hard and sweat away those pounds real fast. Jackie won't need a diet, Dad chuckled. Poor Jackie, I thought. Daniel, one of my friends, was overweight. Boy, did the kids tease him. I'll never forget the day he ran crying out of school before the last bell. The next day, the principal punished the kids who teased Daniel. But I knew it had hurt his feelings. But what will happen if Jackie doesn't lose the weight? Dad made a mighty grim face. He'll be fired, he replied. Fired, Jackie? Could that really happen? After breakfast, I met up with my best friend, Senna, so we could walk the blocks to public school 244, our elementary school. The Dodgers started spring training in the Dominican, I announced to her. That's weird. How come they're not in Florida like the Yankees? Because their training facility in Florida isn't finished yet. Senna was the only kid I knew from Brooklyn who preferred the New York Yankees over the Dodgers. I'm a little worried about Jackie and Pete Riser, I added. How come? Jackie's overweight and Pete's injured. They sure better get in shape fast if they have any hopes of beating the Yankees. You know what happened in the World Series last year? I shot Senna a look. This year isn't last year. You just wait and see. Hey, let's do something fun after school. Sick ball? <clears throat> Too cold. Can you come over to my house and play Scrabble? Mom will make us an egg cream. Please, with Fox's You Bet syrup? Senna nodded. My favorite. All right, I'll check with my mom. My mouth is already tasting the mix of chocolate syrup, cream, and soda water. You aren't in trouble again, are you? Well, not exactly. But Miss Malakin sent home another note. Let me guess. Missing homework? You got it. Luckily, that's all she wrote on the note. Was there more? I got in some trouble last week. What happened now? Not much, I said with a chuckle. I sat in the last row in music class. The violin section was on break and I was bored. I could tell Josh was too, so I decided to spice things up. I pulled the cord from the window shade behind Josh and tied it to his pants. When the bell rang, Josh hopped up without realizing he was attached to the cord. His pants ripped open and the whole class saw his underwear. It was hilarious, until the window shed began to tear right up in the middle. Stephen! Senna shouted. Josh turned all red and started screaming at me. I went on. Kids circled all around us laughing while Josh struggled to untie the cord. Does this story have a funny ending or a bad one? It's over. not over, I replied. The music teacher rushed to the back of the room just as Josh was ready to sock me one. He stepped between us and sent Josh to the principal's office so we could call his mother and get a new pair of pants. I got sent to Miss Malakin. She kept me after school, made me wash blackboards in six classrooms, and gave me a final warning. She was even threatening to go to my house and talk to my parents. Senna's eyes were open wide. This could have a very bad ending. Two days ago, Robin and I got into a hair-pulling fight on the playground. I think Miss Malakin has had it with me, too. Think she'll really go to my house? She might. Bad timing, I told her. Because? Uh, baseball season, silly. I'm hoping to go to the Dodgers opener, I replied. Then why don't you start doing your homework? I will, and I'll even hand it in on time. I added as we signed off with a pinky shake and headed to our classrooms. But the very next day, I got caught playing stickball in the hallway on the third floor. My fate was sealed. Terrified, I waited outside my classroom for Senna.
I gotta talk to you. I told her as soon as she stepped out of the doorway. Geez, Steve, what's the emergency? Follow me, I insisted. We kept away from the rest of the students. I overheard Miss Malakin tell the principal that she was going to make a home visit. Today? To your house? I think so. Maybe we can talk her out of it. How? I'm not sure. But let's wait outside and see what direction Miss Malakin heads so she can, when she comes out of the building. Then what? If it looks like she's headed towards your house, we stop her. I don't think we can convince her not to visit my house. You could tell Miss Malakin that your mother is homesick and wouldn't want any company. Well, that's a lie. Well, think of something then. Just follow my lead, Santa said, yanking my shirt by the collar and pulling me with her. We huddled in the shadows of the school building. When our teacher reached the sidewalk, we sprang into action. Miss Malakin, I shouted. Hey, Miss Malakin, Sean, Senna called out. My teacher stopped a few feet away from us. She was a petite woman, not much taller than Senna and me, but I was intimidated as we approached her. I looked over at Senna for strength. I was surprised to see her hand reaching towards Miss Malakin, but I followed her lead. Together, we pushed Miss Malakin, then watched in shock as she toppled over the hedge. The air filled with her screams. I reached over the hedge to help her, but she was pushed aside by a dozen mothers and grandmothers who'd come to aid. Women scrambled to help her. I lost track of Senna while being dragged home by a pack of irate women and a red-faced teacher. My punishment was swift and harsh. With a 10-day suspension from school and a long list of restrictions at home, I ruined my chances of going to the Dodgers opening day.